Welcome to Boca, a podcast exploring the ever-blurring lines between the personal and business lives of professional photographers. This is your host, Nathan Holritz, and I'm excited to have you join me in connecting with photographers and entrepreneurs in the photography industry as we dive into real conversation about photography, business, and that sometimes messy thing we call life. This podcast is brought to you by Photographer's Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. And now, let's dive into conversation. Well, hello, Boca Podcast listeners. Thanks so much for joining us today, for listening in. And I am joined by a new friend of mine, Erin Schmidt. And uh, I want to introduce Erin with just a little clip from her website. And I think this is really brilliant. It seems to sum up what she's about so well. And she says, hey, I'm Erin. I'm a wife, a mom of two completely gorgeous little girls and one English bulldog named Barkley. And I freaking love what I get to do for a living. I live for real laughs, pretty light, and love in all of its amazingness. So Erin, thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Well, and, and I, I love the simplicity of that statement. Um, you're, <laughs> you talk about your personal life. You talk about what you, what you enjoy, what you love. And it's an opportunity for a client to say, oh, I totally get that. I like her. I want to work with her. And we'll talk probably a little bit more about the, the about section of your website here in just a little bit. I want our users, our, our, our listeners rather, to, to get to know you. I, I'm used to saying users so much with, with my company, <laughs> Photographer's Edit, but yeah. uh, our listeners to, to get to know you a little bit uh, on a personal level. But before we get into that, something that I really enjoy doing as of late is starting the podcast off with a big value add, a takeaway for our listeners. If they have to turn the podcast off after five minutes, uh, that they still walk away with something. And what I wanted to ask you is, what is the, the biggest mistake that you've made as a photography business owner over the years that you could share with our listeners so that they don't have to repeat that mistake? <laughs> well, yeah, there's definitely been a few along the way, um, as anybody could say, having a business for a few years. But I'd say the biggest would be devaluing myself, You know, not charging enough, including too much in a package, having crazy discounts. Uh, I think it's really important for us as creatives to believe in ourselves always, even when we're not really feeling great about our work, because we are good and we are worth it. It's a really interesting point. And what, what would you say was the cause of, at, at times, not feeling good enough? Was it, was it a comparison to other photographers or was there something else there? I think it's really just like not believing in myself, not thinking like this was going to go anywhere, my business, especially at the beginning. Um, and yeah, now looking back, it's like, man, I totally like devalued myself. I was good. So was there something that, that you did or that helped you kind of shift your mentality in that regard to feel a little bit better about what you were doing about yourself, what you had to kind of offer the world as a photographer? Yeah, I would say, um, feedback from other creatives, you know, going to groups with other photographers or doing workshops and having them critique my work and hearing them saying that they liked my work was really cool. Yeah. Having that encouragement from community is so important. And I'm reminded of this just all the time, consistently as a, oh, I, I shot weddings uh, for about 10 years, a little over 10 years. And now being in the photography industry altogether for about 16 years or so, um, you know, I've seen the significance of community over the years, the role that it's played in my photography business and then certainly in my company, Photographer's Edit. Uh, but I'm also, I tend to be an introvert. 
And so it's very easy for me to get kind of sucked into work in my apartment or in a coffee shop, just kind of on my own and not really taking advantage of the wonderful community or communities around yeah. me in person, virtually or otherwise. So I think this is a really great reminder to, to start our listeners off with. Really, really get involved in community. The encouragement there can make all the difference in the world and and help us continue to move forward with our business. So that's that's great advice. Um, I, I mentioned earlier the, the about section of your website and really sometimes you, you go to photographers' websites and you know, there are paragraphs of information about, how, about who they are and what they think about and what they feel and what they like and their degrees and how they got into photography. And they go on and on and on and on. And I think it kind of takes <laughs> away from the opportunity for a client to easily connect with them. Uh, yeah. you, you have this wonderful combination of information uh, as well as a, there's a visual element. I mean, I, I love that that you could scroll through pictures of your, your oh my goodness, your beautiful kids, uh, by <laughs> the way, and, and your dog that you mentioned that we mentioned earlier, and these visual representations of the ideas that you were communicating versus just having to read through paragraphs of text. You, you did it really, really beautifully. And for those of you listening, I'll go ahead and, and we'll mention this again at the end, but um, Aaron's website, it, and correct me if I'm wrong, Aaron, but it's eschmidtphotography.com. Is that correct? Yes, correct. So it's E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T photography.com. And you guys make sure you go to her about page and check it out because it's a really wonderful implementation of this idea of an about page and how to effectively communicate your personality to your potential clients. Really, really beautiful job there. But do tell us more about your kids, about your husband, about Barkley. Yeah. Share some more details with us. Yeah. So my life is a little crazy because not only am I a wedding and lifestyle photographer, but I also am a mom to two little girls. Um, both are in preschool right now. So they're very young. And I have this crazy English bulldog who is equally as lazy as he is crazy named Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely has a huge personality. All, all of my friends could say the same thing about him. So uh, yeah, that's pretty much my home life. It's just a lot of like work balance and uh, having fun and traveling when we can and all that kind of stuff. How old are your girls? That picture on your website, I, I just is stunning. And I, I have my kids are older now, fifteen and twelve, but I miss that that young stage so much. How old are they? They are almost five and three and a half, and yeah, it's a great age um, because they still want to be with me all the time. Um, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's also a very tantrumy phase still. So we're we're <laughs> it's all about the balances. So well, and and I totally get that. There's a lot of responsibility that comes with that, but one of the things that when I think back about my daughter, she's now 12 in middle school. She's actually almost 5'10". Um, it's kind of oh unreal. Yeah. <laughs> but but the thing that one of the things that I think back to when I think about her, especially around like three-year-old Mark, is just the absolute brightness in her eyes. Every mm -hmm. She was so extremely happy. And of course, there's an innocence that goes along with that. It was just so beautiful. So definitely, I know you already appreciate it, but but don't miss out on the opportunity to connect with them in this this stage because things change, not necessarily for the for the worse. But um, I mean, I look back on that stage and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have some more of that. It's it's such an incredible stage. But yeah, yeah they're, they're just like so intrigued by everything yes. and want to know how everything works. And like, yeah, it's, it is so cool just looking at them when they're like trying to figure something out and you know that sort of thing. Oh, that's really wonderful. And and then yeah. your husband is Brandon. You guys have been married for six years. Is that right? Um, actually, almost seven now. Seven, so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. We met about ten years ago, and he lived in Columbus, which is 
about four hours from Detroit. And so we made it work and we wound up getting married. It's a pretty crazy love story. That's cool. And now is he involved in photography in any way? No, he, <laughs> I actually have had him be my second shooter with my brides knowing that like he is creative, but he's not classically trained sure. at a couple of my destination weddings. And he really shocked me at like how well he did. And I was like, I always joke with him not to do too good. Otherwise he's going to wind up working for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny how that can work out sometimes. That's really yeah. funny. Now, you mentioned yeah. on your website too, that you also enjoy traveling. Um, yes. and, and I am 110% on the same page with you. In fact, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to go out to California. I'm going to go to Yosemite and spend a number of days there uh, with oh, a bunch of guys. Favorite. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. But talk to me about like, what, what's the most interesting country you've been to the most interesting state? What's that been like? Yeah. So I've been fortunate enough that I have been able to travel for work a lot. Um, I, love photographing weddings in different states and countries and any new place for me is just really inspiring and pushes me creatively with all the colors and textures and stuff like that but I would say um, I went to Spain last year and it was amazing the food the culture like it was everything it was perfect the cava um, and I would say first state would be California like you just totally made me jealous you're going there tomorrow there's just so much diversity in the state. There really every is. Every city is just like so different. And I've loved every city I've visited for completely different reasons. So I'm very jealous of you right now. <laughs> <laughs> How long did you get to spend in Spain? What? It was a short trip because, you know, when you have young kids, it's kind of hard to like be gone for very long. Sure. But I went for four days and it was just it was a whirlwind, but it was something I'll never forget. It was fantastic. Oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. Europe's incredible. I haven't spent enough time there. The, the most time I spent was in Italy, um, oh. primarily in Tuscany. It was just absolutely amazing. Is there a place that you want to go that you haven't been yet? Oh, oh gosh, there's so many places. Um, I have like a bucket list of all these places I want to shoot at, but I would really love to go to like Thailand and like Asia and in that area. The culture yes. is just so intriguing to me and it's just such a beautiful like kind of undiscovered area in some places. I would just love to go and take my camera and enjoy. That would be amazing. I, I've I've never been to Thailand before. I actually grew up in Japan and, and oh, I have cool. to echo what you said about that culture. It's it's fascinating. It's it's just beautiful on, on multiple yeah. levels. And I haven't been back in a little while, but I want to take my kids and show them where I grew up. I'm looking forward to being able to do that. That's uh, so cool. Yeah, it's it's a it, you know, there, I have an opportunity every once in a while to to hang out with um, Japanese culture or the Japanese population here in the U.S. And, and it's a small connection to what it really feels like my heritage. But I'm looking yeah. forward to sharing that with with my kids and get back to to Japan soon. Now, you're you mentioned um, well, we, we talked about the fact that you've been in photography actually now for how long? How many years? So six years I've been six in business. Years. OK, so but you're a wedding and newborn photographer. How did you even get into photography in the first place? And you mentioned classical training earlier about your husband. Were you, did you actually go to school for photography? No. So it's actually a funny story. Um, I actually got my first camera when I was eight, my first film camera. And it's something that I've always loved. I wanted to go to college for it. But back in that time, like there just really wasn't a market. It was a lot of like the larger corporations doing weddings and stuff like that. So I went to school for marketing instead and social work. And it's funny because now I use the marketing that I went to school for with my business. But I went into my job after college and I just 
really did not enjoy it. I went through a couple jobs. It wasn't what was feeding my soul. And my husband said, why don't you get back into photography? And I kind of started messing around. I did a 365 project and um, learned how to use all the different light sources and stuff like that. And started with families thinking, oh, I'll never, I don't want to do weddings. And I second shot my first wedding and it was just like, this is it. Like, I love weddings. I love working with people in love and that energy is just so addicting. So it really is. <laughs> it absolutely is. And I can, I can totally relate with that. I, there are some elements of photography um, that I guess did, just didn't feel particularly inspiring or challenging enough. But the, one of the things that I miss about shooting weddings particularly um, is, is the being there on the wedding day and one of the most intimate moments yeah. of, of these couples lives, their, their families lives and yet they're welcoming you into that. They barely know you, and yet they're welcoming yeah. you in like family, and you get to be a part of the emotion and the passion and the excitement throughout that day. And, of course, there's always the the, the odd um, story that gets thrown in there every once in a while. Some <laughs> of the things that, that I got to experience are pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It, it is it, when you say addicting, I can totally empathize with that. that. It is very much that, and it's a really incredible opportunity that we have to be a part of that. And then newborn photography, are, are you actually photographing births or just after the birth? or? Um, I'm shooting just after the birth and I shoot it in a lifestyle way. And I would love to shoot a birth, but with my wedding schedule, it's just, I, I can't drop things sure. at the drop of a hat, you know, but I love it. Cause it's, again, it's like another, that beautiful energy. You're there at like such an intimate moment in time with this family, that giddy nervous energy is just like so fun to work with. And I just love telling people stories. That's beautiful. Well, I talk to me a little bit though about how you mentioned studying marketing. And I think if anybody were to say to me, Hey, I'm going to be a professional photographer, but I'm going to go to school. I'd, I'd very quickly say, if you're going to go to school, study business and or marketing. So I, I think the route you went was, was a good one. Is there yeah. something different that you feel like you do when it comes to marketing? Uh, that's maybe a little bit different than the photographers who don't have that background. Um, I guess my thing is I always think like my client, I always think like a bride. I was a bride once. How would I want things? What would I want to see? How would I want my photographer to be? I'm always thinking like them because it's their day. It's so important. And I, you know, I think that being honest and being myself really sells myself in the best possible way. So I love it. And and putting yourself in the, in the position of your client or potential client um, and showing true empathy in that way is, is always a smart idea, whatever, your, whatever business you're in. So I think that's great advice as well. Now, you're based in Detroit, is that right? Yes. So this is an interesting topic to me. I, I know that Detroit um, has had various economic issues over the last decade or so, um, and they're, they're working to come out of that. What has it been like to start a photography business in that environment? Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's different challenges in growing a business in any area that's been hit by a financial crisis, but my trick is you got to hustle. You have to love what you do. You have to put in the time and the work, um, in places where there has been economic hits. It's like, these things aren't going to fall into your lap. You know, sometimes my friends tease me about how much I'm doing or, you know, I'm, I'm going overboard with all of the work I'm doing, but you really just have to work twice as hard. And, you know, it's cool because Detroit's really going through like a rebirth right now. The last 10 years, it's really just become just such an inspiring, it's always been soulful, but now it's just like, it's really cool to watch my city grow into this amazing place. Yeah. Almost the, the, this, 
natural passion that came out of that struggle that people are like, you know what, we're not going to let this get it, get us down. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to fight to, to bring our city back. And, and that's, that's really extremely inspiring. And I love how you make it your city, my city. Yeah. Um, I think that's a beautiful thing now. And, and, and I would also say too that that reminder of being willing to put in the hard work, it's a good reminder for me. Um, it's something that's come up on the book of podcasts uh, over the last few episodes or so. And I think it's a good reminder for our listeners as well that, you know, as, as, easy as we have it on so many levels now when it comes to running a photography business. E- even if I think back to when I started uh, my photography business, started in photography back in 2001 or so, what it was like to start a photography business then, it wasn't necessarily that complicated, but we just didn't have the tools and the conveniences that we do now with you know, so many web-based tools just, just to get started um, mm-hmm. that make things so easy for us when it comes to managing our clients and marketing and so forth. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's still a business. We still have to be willing to kind of get off our butts and go do the work. And I think that's yeah. a really good reminder for all of us, certainly me included. And and I really love that. Now, how how many sessions or weddings will you photograph this year? So I actually was just looking at my like uh, layout for the year and I have 30 weddings and by the end of the year, I'll probably shoot about 70 plus sessions, which wow. I know it sounds, it just sounds crazy, but I, I was lucky that my wedding season kind of like spaced out a mu- along the year. So it's not all like clumpy right now. <laughs> sure. Sure. That is a ton of work. I remember shooting between 30 and 40 weddings a year for maybe about three years or so. And it really does wear on you. And then if you add that many sessions, I wasn't doing that many portrait sessions on top of that. That is, that is a lot of work. Yeah. And and I do engagement sessions for all of my weddings. So that's like in that. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well, and and so to the topic that I actually wanted to have you on to to discuss today, um, we're going to talk about this idea of how to get your groove back. You know, it's, it's easy, especially right now we're in the, at the end of September going into October, um, this is really kind of busy season, certainly for wedding photographers, portrait photographers as well are quite busy. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering for you, what does burnout look like? Like, what does that feel like creatively, personally in your business? What does it actually look like? Uh, and I say that side with like, that's how I feel like when I wake up. I mean, I love my job, but some mornings when I'm burnout, I just don't want to go. Like, I don't want to check my email. I don't even want to hang out with my friends and yeah. like it really sucks. So I really try to not let it get to that point. (laughs) Um, I try to not let it, you know, upset, get it to the point where it's going to upset my family life and my personal life. Certainly. Well, the the overwhelm of, of being a business owner, and I I can speak to this from experience now for 16, 17 years or so, it, it can be extremely overwhelming. There's so much to keep up with. And then when you're putting all that time and effort and energy into this thing, um, that you're crazy about and you're not seeing the results that you want, or even if you're seeing results, but it's just weighing you down because the work seems constant. It's, it really, I, I think your, your size summed it up pretty beautifully, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but I'd love to get your take on how maybe your recommendations on how photographers can escape that burnout, get their groove back, if you will, and have more energy and and what they're doing day to day, both on a personal level and a business level. What have you learned through this process and what can you recommend to photographers? Yes, I guess my biggest thing would say, you know, stop, stop it before it even starts. Like don't lose your groove in the first place. Um, What I actually did a little while back when I noticed that my 2018 schedule was starting to really book out 
is go through your schedule and block out weekends. So if you see that you're shooting a wedding three weekends in a row, block out that fourth weekend so that you can have fun with your friends or your family or even just like yourself to go get a massage and take care of your body because let's face it, like photography does a number on your body. It totally um, does. Yeah. Especially if just, you're shooting those long 10, 12, 14 hour uh, days. Oh, it's so wearing. <laughs> yes. And I wear a, the hold fast harness with two cameras. So it's just it's a lot. Um, but the other thing, too, is like go through your week and say, no matter what, I'm only going to shoot two portrait sessions a week and a wedding on the weekend. Because, you know, in the fall, especially for portrait photographers, we're getting slammed now with families wanting I want the fall colors in Michigan, you know, it's yeah. beautiful up here in October and everyone is contacting me. And last year there was like 21 days in a row that I shot and I just oh, felt wow. like a robot. Yeah, it was terrible, but I like, it was so hard for me. I was having a hard time saying no to people. And that's something that I've really worked on in the last year because then like what's left of me after 21 days is just like an exhausted photography robot like, little to nothing I don't yeah want it to, yeah I don't want it to get like that so I'm curious though when you say when you say that you were having a hard time saying no yeah what was what was behind that well you know I would get referrals from friends or I'd have you know past brides come to me or people you know couples that I really love that I am shooting their wedding next year and it was hard for me to say like I I'm sorry I just don't have any space or you know, I'm sorry, it really needs to be shot during the week, you know, instead of the weekend. Um, but this year, I really made a conscious effort to just, you know, stand my ground and know that they'll still love me and I will still love them. Um, but I have to do what's best for me as a human and, you know, best for my family, too. It's hard when I shoot like four days a week and then shoot a wedding and I don't see my husband or my kids like that sucks. Absolutely. Well, and it, is there some fear innate too to this to this topic of kind of losing business or missing out on business? Yeah. yeah. So that was something that I was afraid of last year too. Like, what if I say no to this person and I send them to somebody else? Like, they're only going to do that, but they're only going to shoot with that person now, and I'm going to lose them as a client. But the thing is, is that there's always somebody that's going to want to book with you, and yeah, you're going to lose some people along the way, and if they don't understand that you can't you can't be a photography robot <laughs> and they weren't, they weren't like the right person. Like they should care about your well-being too. For so, sure. um, so yeah, I mean, you just have to know that there's always going to want, there's always going to be people who want you to take their picture. And if people can't respect you, then they weren't the right client for you. Uh, that's simple enough for me. So you, you said, <laughs> I, I love this idea of stopping it before, stop the burnout before it starts by being proactive in planning, blocking off yeah. segments of your week or of your year so that you do have time for rest. You do have time for breaks. What else can you recommend? Um, I would say like whenever I feel like a photography robot or I feel uninspired, like I pull up my camera for myself and try something new. You know, I'll, you, some things you could do is like take some self portraits or my favorite thing to do is collaborating with other vendors and styled shoots. Like that's really when I get to shoot like what I love and what I want to shoot. Um, because it's a couple of like creative minds getting together and collaborating on something and then seeing like the finished thing. And it's just like so awesome to watch it come together. Um, and I really always feel inspired and like refreshed after I shoot a styled shoot. And um, also like a 365 project, which I know is hard for a lot of like very busy wedding photographers to do. But you could also do like a 52 for each week. You just take a picture um, 
that really tells a story and even post it on your Facebook, like your personal for your friends to see, because if you don't do it, they're going to call you out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and let's be real too. I mean, as busy as we are or can be in a day, it's not difficult to pull out your phone and and grab a picture. And, and, you know, maybe it takes a little bit of effort. You don't see a, a wonderful image that, as you say, tells a story right in front of you. Maybe you have to get up out of your, your chair, your desk yeah. or off your bed or whatever it is and go somewhere around yeah. your house, um, you know, look for your kids, your dog, your husband, whatever it might be but to, to grab yeah. that picture to tell a story. But these uh, the cameras on these phones are just amazing now. And, oh, yeah. and there's a wonderful opportunity to get creative and kind of push yourself creatively, uh, even with with the phone. So I think that's a that's a great suggestion as well. Yeah. Um, and like, I guess another one that kind of goes in hand in hand with that is experiment, like try new things with your camera. You don't have, I mean, after shooting brides and weddings and bouquets and rings and all that stuff, um, it's nice to shoot something completely different. So experiment, try shooting with maybe different lighting, um, maybe some double exposures. I actually just got a circular prism and I'm completely obsessed with it. Oh, it's wow. just something, yeah, it's just something fun that I do for myself. So I pulled it out at the wedding that I shot on Saturday and it was like one of the most liked pictures that I posted on Facebook. So it's funny that something that I was kind of doing for myself as fun, like turned out to be something that a lot of people really loved. That's really cool. Where, and you know, since we're talking about your Facebook account, did you also post it on Instagram? Um, I did. Yeah. Okay, cool. So if, if you guys want to check out Erin's Instagram account, it's E at E Schmidt photography, just like her website. Um, make sure you check out Instagram. Is it the same for Facebook as well? Yep. So facebook.com backslash E Schmidt photography. That's perfect. Cool. I, I like this idea of, of kind of shooting for yourself, being and pushing yourself creatively, experimenting. I think back to when I was shooting and um, my favorite camera, really two favorite cameras, it's hard to pick one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a, a um, Russian panoramic camera. It shot 35 okay. millimeter film. And I would actually take that on weddings and I'd photograph a, a panoramic portrait of the bride and groom and give that th- to them as kind of a gift to go along yeah, that's with awesome. the. The, their package, but it was something that was just really fun to do, even on the wedding day where I'm, you know, in the middle of work, I get to pull out this camera that, that in some ways functions almost like a toy. You, you click on the yeah. button and it's got the swing lens, um, that, that comes across and, and sounds almost like a toy winding up when you, when you, um, wind it up and then take the picture and, but, but it generated an image that was a really cool gift to give to the client. The other camera that I had that I really enjoyed shooting with, and I, I haven't done it enough, didn't do it enough, but but it's just so wonderful to take the time to photograph manually. And it's a medium format, twin lens Yashica camera. And oh, to, awesome. to take it out, put it on the tripod, sit it down, manually focus, set the shutter speed, set the aperture, have to push that shutter, you know, everything manual. But it, there's something kind of meditative about that process where, as you say, when, when on the wedding day, you're so used to shooting kind of the same thing over and over and over yeah. and over again. And if you can take yourself outside of that box and challenge yourself a little bit, you're inspired creatively. You may even have something really cool that you can hang up in your house or give to a client as a gift. Um, I think this is this is really, really great suggestions. Yeah. And actually, this totally reminded me. I was shooting film at every session last year. And this year, I just got so busy that I haven't. I feel like I might, might take my film camera out today and get a, get some few things as the trees start to change here in Michigan. So what kind of what kind of camera do you have? 
I have an old Minolta that was my mom's actually when she was in college. Oh, and cool. then I have a Nikon F100 that I just take along with me sometimes to weddings. That so. is a brilliant camera. That's actually yeah. the camera that I got started on. Oh, really? That's um, yeah. awesome. And if, if, I, if I go back, and it's kind of funny to talk about, but the, when, when I got started in photography, it was kind of on a whim. And honestly, a lot of it had to do with buying a fancy camera, which is so mm -hmm. funny to talk about now. But <laughs> I started with that F100. And you know, after shooting with kind of a, an inexpensive consumer level Minolta camera, actually, mm -hmm. uh, STSI was the, was the model of film camera. Going from that that was so slow and focusing and kind of noisy to the F100, it just, you know, it was like a... It was so quick and so responsive and it was so fun to shoot with, but yeah. that's such a great camera. So, so this idea of burnout, kind of minimizing burnout, we're talking about the, the idea of proactively stopping before it starts, block out the weekends, limit sessions, weddings in a week, just for some balance, for some rest. Uh, yeah. and, and then shooting for yourself, experimenting. I did want to just really briefly touch too on the styled shoots. How have you then, I mean, it, it's great that it's a creative outlet, but I can imagine it's also a wonderful opportunity to, to network and to potentially build your business as well, yes? Yeah, there's just so many benefits to it. I mean, you get pretty pictures in the end. But yeah, there's. I actually started doing a lot more styled shoots because I joined um, the Tuesdays Together, the Rising Tide Society group. Yeah. Uh -huh. And I've met so many vendors at those meetings. And it's so cool because these creatives know what we're going through. Like, we're all kind of in the same boat. Sometimes when I talk to my husband about like my stresses with work, he kind of looks at me like I'm speaking a foreign language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to like go to these meetings and talk to people who actually understand what you're talking about. But I've met so many vendors through there and they'll be like, hey, I have this idea. Do you want to shoot it? Or like, you know, this year, actually, I was so busy that I reached out to one of my friends that's a planner and said, I just need to do this for my soul. Like, can we please do something together? And we did, and it was awesome. That's awesome. And then do you use those images? Like, do you display them on your website? Do you share them with the vendors? How, how do you utilize those yeah. images? Well, I share, them with, I share them with the vendors, and then I usually try to get it pub published just because it is, like, in a more controlled environment than a wedding day. Sure. And then, of course, I add it to my website because it's just pretty and awesome. <laughs> <laughs> pretty and awesome. That's kind of the name of your game, too, I think. Yeah. So that, that's, that's fitting. Um, and any other suggestions before we kind of close out this topic on, on burnout and how to handle that effectively? Learn. I mean, when I feel really burnt out, I usually try to go to a workshop or listen to someone speak online. Workshops are always a great way to feel refreshed and ready for the coming season. Uh, not only do you get to listen to some cool photographer talk or like maybe a branding specialist or something like that, but it's an opportunity for you to meet other photographers who are really cool. I've actually met some friends that I still keep at workshops that I've gone to Absolutely. or collaborated with them. And it's funny that I even am talking about this because I actually decided I'm going to be holding my first workshop in March. So I'm pretty pumped about that. So no way. What's the workshop going to yeah. be about? It's just going to be about everything, like a no holds barred question. Um, I'm going to go through business stuff. I'm going to go through wedding stuff and newborn stuff and really a lot about marketing and branding because I feel like that's so important to set your business apart. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that. Well, and you certainly have the, the background to speak to that too. And, and you know, the, the opportunity to be able to share what you've learned or a, any photographer really, whether it's in the, in the scenario of a workshop or even just sitting down and having coffee. I think one of the cool things about the photography community in the last, I'd say maybe 15 years or so, maybe a little bit more is we've seen it kind of transition out of this, very kind of rigid and closed-minded 
uh, mentality to one that's more open to sharing and and helping others. I think it's a really beautiful thing, and the fact that you're making that that effort and actually launching a workshop is really cool. Make sure you share that with us when you're getting ready to launch, and we'll we'll help yeah. push the word out. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, my thing has always been like there is enough clients for everybody. I shouldn't fear giving information to other photographers because who's gonna like them might not like me. Who's gonna like me might not like them. So. I just feel like the more, the merrier, let's all help each other. That's wonderful. And, and I, I would have to echo the significance of education, of learning. One of the things that I like to do to start my work days off is to do just that, um, to learn, whether it's you know, just catching up on industry news or tech news or listening to an audio book. I'm listening to one right now called The Tipping Point. Uh, by oh. Malcolm Gladwell. It's a really, really fascinating book about what little things can make a big, big, dis- really big difference, actually, and kind of, um, I guess, pushing an idea out or that be a turning point in our business. Um, oh, that's cool. Really, and and that were a tipping point more accurately. And uh, it's it's pretty fascinating. Malcolm Gladwell is a wonderful storyteller, and it's extremely informative. So I highly recommend that book for everybody out there. But um, this this idea of of learning for the sake of growing and also for inspiration, I think is a, is a great recommendation. Um, I, this has been really, really good. And I'd love to just kind of close things out um, by finding out what you do to make time for friends and family. You've alluded to it a little bit. You've talked about travel. You've talked about finding balance in your schedule um, by, well, just looking at your week on your calendar or looking at yeah. your year and, and, and creating balance for yourself. But are there other things that you're doing to make time for yourself and for your family and for your life? Yeah. So, um, I would, I mean, some things that I do is like my husband and my friends thing is like, we go to concerts. So I, we have a lot of awesome concerts that we're coming, going to coming up here. So that's like our thing. Um, and just really like, sometimes I even have to put it in my calendar, like do not book dinner with friends or like, and it's like, I don't even have plans, but I just put it in there. So then I can make plans. You know, it's just, you have to know that there's always going to be work. Like, just sometimes you just have to take a day off, you know, it's your clients are going to be okay. Your business is going to be okay. You have to be a human because like this time goes by so fast in this point in your life and on to the next phase. And if you're working the whole time, you're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. Oh, it's, it's such a beautiful summation of, I, I think what really at the end of the day is, is most important. You know, we, um, philosophically, religiously, different people can 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 argue about one point or another, and they, they'll differ in so many different ways. But at the end of the day, one of the things that we all share uh, is this concept of time, and it's not a renewable resource. And Mm-mm. a significant awareness of that on an ongoing basis is really, really important. And one of the most, if not the most important reasons that, that we should be so aware of time is relationships. And I, I love the fact that you're even scheduling dinner with friends, <laughs> even if it's not there, you know, it's, it's funny how easy it is to, to kind of, I don't know, just lose track of yeah. even good friends at times, just because it's so easy to get sucked into work and business. And the, the simple notion of putting something on the calendar, it's not that difficult to do, but we don't always do it. So I love the proactivity there. Yeah. And I mean, like we, are our own bosses. Like, don't be a bad boss, you know? Don't overschedule <laughs> yourself. Like, make room for yourself. If you want to go to a baseball game, like, schedule it in your calendar, you know? Don't be a bad boss. Don't. I, that is totally <laughs> going on our Instagram account. That's perfect. Don't be a bad boss. And you know what? And, and, and as funny as that is, and certainly as accurate as, as that is, it's a good reminder, too, because I think a lot of photographers 
kind of react to their business. Um, mm -hmm. They are almost acting like employees versus bosses, like you were saying. And it's important to, to switch the mentality to that of a boss, of a manager. Work on your business, not in your business. And uh, I think that's a beautiful oh. reminder for everybody. And that's like one of the reasons why we left our corporate jobs is because so we true. wanted to be our own boss. Yes. So don't be a bad boss. Oh, that's a great <laughs> reminder. Well, where can our listeners find you online? I know we've mentioned it a couple of times already, but if you'll just yeah. remind us all your website and, and social media yeah. as well. Yes. Yeah, so my website is www.eschmidtphotography.com. Instagram is at eschmidtphotography. And my Facebook is facebook.com backslash eschmidtphotography. Perfect. This has been really, really good. I, I love your insight. I love your passion too. It really it, yeah. it exudes in the conversation and, <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Thanks so much for making time to come on the Boca podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much, Nathan, for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Boca podcast. Please let us know what you thought by leaving us a review in iTunes. If you'd like to hear a particular photographer or entrepreneur in a future episode, don't hesitate to email me Nathan at photographersedit.com. The Boca Podcast is brought to you by Photographers Edit, custom post-production for the wedding and portrait photographer. Visit photographersedit.com. <laughs>